MasterChef winner Sam Lowe believes many people probably have the ingredients for a good Chinese dish in the pantry already. His new cookbook, Modern Chinese, is a collection of simple recipes with accessible ingredients, most of which can be bought at the supermarket. Sam was born in Fiji. He grew up around his parents' noodle factory before moving to West Auckland at age eight. His parents bought a dairy, which supplied food to a largely Pacifica community and later took over a takeaway outlet where Sam started work at the Wok Station at 15. The book is a nod both to Sam's Cantonese heritage and his upbringing in Western society and, of course, a variety of cultures. Sam's in the Auckland studio. Kia ora, welcome. Kia ora, thank you for having me. Hey, and congratulations. Was it last year, was it last year or the year before with MasterChef? It was the year before. Was it 2021 then, was it? It was a wonderful contest, actually. You seem to have a really nice vibe among you, all of you. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) And what's been happening since? It's always a good fill-up for uh, a food career to to win that competition. What's been happening since? I think it's just trying to, like, figure out where I want to, you know, take food media and and what do I stand for and what's important for me right now. And um, this book being released into the world was a big project of mine. It's, it's, you know, both personal, but also it was very much trying to, like, get people to cook things that I love to cook and, and bring people into that world, but making it accessible. So that was, like, a big focus of mine. So let's talk about that family upbringing and that exposure you had from a young age, both to food, but also to a uh, a variety of cultures that uh, make up a typical Aotearoa these days. Yeah, totally. You know, I I think growing up with Chinese background and a Pacifica uh, Island style background um, and also moving into New Zealand and and learning about, you know, the Western influence. And it kind of it didn't give me food as a hierarchy, which um, you tend to, you know, I think in traditional a lot of food media, you tend to have a lot of bias towards food um, types of, uh, you know, hierarchy. And and I, I never had that. So growing up, all food was beautiful and all food was important. Um, but as I got older, um, you know, looking into Chinese gastronomy, it, it made me a larger, it, it gave me like a larger sense of like purpose, but also like understanding where my background comes from and also like what my parents um, was trying to speak to in terms of their language of love and, and learning about that has been really helpful for me. How diverse the cuisines, though, within what we might call modern Chinese food, because this is the thing with any um, culture's cuisine, within that there are goodness knows how many regional cuisines and so forth. How, how do you explain to people what modern Chinese cuisine is? Yeah, so, you know, Chinese cuisine or gastronomy is so vast and diverse like you know the province Sichuan alone is larger than France so you could imagine the different types of cultural influences from neighboring countries within China like in the north you would have um, you know a wheat dominant kind of um, consuming in, uh, area where there's a lot of Russian and Mongolian influences with lamb and flatbreads and then in the south you'd have the Cantonese which is like you know the first versions of Chinese food that we experience here in the west you know it's the first um, Chinese that left China and, and operated and, and built communities in the west and um those morphed into what we call as survival Chinese food, and that's the chop suey and and the sweet and sour pork and the things that we recognize as our first versions of Chinese food. And then, yeah, so it just keeps evolving. So Chinese is incredibly diverse. What I mean by modern Chinese and what this book is about is about kind of diaspora Chinese. So um, it's taking what I have learned from my parents, which is very traditional Chinese uh, cooking and method and um, largely Cantonese food, 
focus, which is rice and broth and having um, proteins and vegetables in the middle of the table to eat with your rice and broth. Um, and that's basically the anchor of the book. But then I've included um, lots of other uh, regional flavors and cuisines um, that have been popularized um, recently with the migration of like international students and things like that. So let's work through what some of those um, um, trends might be. But you, you very helpfully, let's go there, you very helpfully begin, as often a good cookbook does, with a basic pantry and with basic equipment. And with respect to this, can you touch on touch on each, and, and particularly the pantry, this idea that um, everyone fears they're going to have to find an, an Asian supermarket, say, because there's this and all there's that or there's the next thing that they won't have. Actually, our supermarkets... Um, have so broadened their offerings as well, well, many people find they don't need to specialty shop. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I when I was writing this book, I was kind of trying to make it in a way that, like, even my best friends who can't cook to save their lives can, you know, be encouraged to cook <laughs> from the book. And um, I've created the pantry uh, section to have the three-tier system. So tier one being really accessible ingredients that you can find in most Western supermarkets. And tier two and three are the ones that you might require a quick trip to the Asian grocer to find more specialty items. fabulous, by the way. It's one of my favourite places to be, Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but not you know not round the corner from everybody, right? Yeah, and it's not just pantry as well. Like I, I, I include like a really accessible list of equipment that I like to use, and I've lived in you know rental apartments uh, in Vancouver and, and Melbourne, and have had to rebuild pantries all the time. And and if if you have like an access to like uh, the warehouse or Kmart and a Western supermarket, you can cook almost everything from this book. Some of the staples, uh, first of all, uh, and, and look, some of these are quite obvious, and as you say, they will be in many people's pantries already. Some of the staples for seasoning, well accessible, yeah? Yeah, you know, salt, sugar, white pepper, soy sauce, vinegar, like, you know, and then we can build from there. It's really simple. Other staples that are common in the cuisine, beautiful fresh ginger, can't go past that. That is very common. Garlic, obviously, um, brown onion, spring onion, right? Just, again, very, very accessible. Yeah. And also, you know, um, I give a lot of substitutions and all the recipes that do have specialty ingredients in them, I generally put down as optional in case you don't have it and you can still cook the recipe. The chili oil, the hoisin, all of it easily accessible. Pantry 3 gets fascinating and tell us the story behind them. Things like century egg, for example. Yeah, you know, it's it's a, a very specific way of preservation and it adds like a really interesting kind of savoury flavour, almost like you know, liver pate. It's got that like depth of umami. It's a little bit difficult to get used to in the beginning, but then when you do learn to love it, you just uh, you just want to think of different ways to utilize them as well. Um, yeah. Some of the dried ingredients, like the Chinese dried sausage uh, and also dehydrated scallops, these would be used, I imagine, uh, in flavoring and flavoring stocks and so forth. Absolutely, you know, and I think a lot of Chinese gastronomy is developed through the scarcity of ingredients. So old methods of preservation have been utilized to not only concentrate flavors and make them go further and and season more bland things like having, you know, dehydrated sausages, which probably only require like 50 grams of meat to preserve, but then you'd cut it really thin and then you'd cook them with fresh vegetables. And that's a very Chinese method of cooking country-style food. Um, dehydrated scallops, you know, you've got basically... If you dehydrate like three scallops and then you add them to a giant pot of water, you really like intensify it. It's like savory 
umami flavor in a broth as well. So that's kind of、um, one of those like, secret ingredients that I love to just keep in the freezer for when I need to、um, cook special food. Some of these starters, my lord, they look so exciting and delicious, some of them.、Uh, but we've got the guabao, the pork belly guabao. We've got some classic dumplings.、Uh, is it that difficult to make dumplings? A lot of people go, I can never seal them properly. My fingers are big and clumsy. But is it just practice? I mean, it is practice and guidance, but I, you know, for the dumpling section, I really wanted to, like, you know, take everyone's hand and, like, walk them through the process.、Um, like, you can make your dough from scratch, which is so easy. It's just warm water and flour. But then I also make it really、uh, encouraging that most Chinese families. Do buy pre made、um, wrappers, and then you can make a really simple filling. I've got a few different options in the book. And then after that, I teach you how to boil them or how to pan fry them. So I'm just guiding everyone and、um, yeah, encouraging them to cook. From scratch. What happens with the simplest of vegetables is just magic.、Um, the bok choy stir fry, right?、Um, and,、uh, and other greens, watercress, which is just a nice, beautiful.、Uh, actually, I'm not sure whether it's a vegetable or a herb,、um, but absolutely beautiful.、Yeah. Uh, and again, what are some of the secret flavour hits that are typical of this cuisine that can be achieved with a little bit of knowledge? I mean, there's so different parts of Chinese kind of gastronomic areas、um, will have different seasoning focuses. And, and, you know, you've got the really spicy and numbing central Chinese flavors,、um, like the, like the stir fried potato.、Um, and、uh, you've got flavors that we call it fish fragrant, even though there's no fish in it and it's completely vegetarian. But you've got like the,、uh, the combination of black vinegar, sugar, soy sauce, and ginger. And that creates like a really interesting, unique Sichuanese flavor base as well.、Um, Cantonese cooking is very much using just salt, sugar,、uh, white pepper, and very little bit of soy sauce.、Um, that is usually focused around、uh, the seasonality of the produce.、Um, so, yeah, different regions. You've got the north. So, I've got like, you know, the spicy、uh, lamb, cumin, skewers. From the north, and that's like very much inspired by the Mongolian kind of、um, gastro- gastronomy.、Um, and that is like a really unique flavor as well. Just looking at some of the meats here, we've got some braised beefs, we've got a good old spicy black bean beef, and then we've got the beautiful sticky pork bellies.、Uh, again, not particularly, does it take a particular amount of time to, to build up that flavor profile and get it to the right texture?、Um, yeah, so like, you know. Uh, actually, you might notice in the bottom of each recipe, I've got like a, a, a lowdown section, and that's me explaining how to make the dish in two sentences. <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than you like cooking halfway and then you realize you have to marinate the meat. Overnight, you know, so,、yes. um, so I, I really wanted to make sure that, like, you know exactly what you're going into when you start cooking from this book. What I love also is that you're making some of your own、uh, sauces and oils and, and dressings. And again, this takes a little bit of love, but I'm looking at one here the basic red chili oil, 10 minutes all up. Yeah, that's literally hot oil poured over chili flakes. And then you've got this wonderful base that you could build off of.、Um, and then I've got three different types of chili oils in the book as well. So, depending on how complex you want to、um, get the, the, the oil to, they make great presents as well for people. And some、uh, delightful desserts there as well, which look reasonably simple in, in tone, but again, will have their own particular flavour profile.、Um, it's wonderful photography. Who's done the photography? They can't all be selfies because I can see you in a few of them. Yeah.、Um, 
and um, who's who's done the photography for you? Uh, we've got Mel Jenkins, and the food stylist is uh, Joe Bridgeford, who who styled the food photos. Um, and they run Flash Studios. Um, they're incredible to work with. And then I got Vanessa Wu to um, take all the incidentals of me, like in the markets, and um, just having fun with my friends. Yeah, I've just found them. the sweet section too. Quick and easy sweet corn soup. Again, it's a, such a treat. In the thought that with a little bit of knowledge about the flavourings, you can make it at home. That's wonderful. What's the experience been like for you? Um, obviously, there's the stress involved and the organisation <laughs> involved and, and all the details and putting together a cookbook. But reflecting as, as a reflection on your life and upbringing and the influence of food in it, what was, that, what was it like? Absolutely. It was an incredibly cathartic experience. And, um, you know, I, I joke around this with my friends and saying it, it kind of felt a little bit like therapy, you know, like I think exploring my childhood and, and kind of understanding what my parents have been, you know, feeding us growing up and um, their language of love and understanding that and me being able to translate that and, and put it out into the world is almost like, you know, allowing my cultural background to be highlighted and celebrated and passed on and um you know this book is very much a monument of uh i don't know for for me like a cultural kind of um stand and uh in the last decade this is the only chinese cookbook that has come out from new zealand yeah yeah and there's only been a handful that we can find that has been um, from New Zealand, uh, so which is quite wild to think about because the Chinese diaspora has been here since the 1840s, since the gold rush. So, um, so yeah, so it meant a lot, and and I had you know a lot of uh, people collaborating with me, including the poet laureate of New Zealand. Um, Chris Teese and uh, and and a playwright um, Nathan Joe as well created a poem in the book. And, Wonderful. Yeah, and a lot of the cer- cer- ceramics were made by um, a friend, and so there was like, a lot of a sense of community in the book, and and it was definitely more than me. That's really uh, really interesting points that you make, and, and really interesting um, to hear as well. Uh, so congratulations and thank you for the contribution, which sounds like it's long overdue. Um, and uh, all the best with it. Thank you, Sam Lowe. Uh, among the recipes we were going to discuss, but they're in the book, smashed cucumber salad, juicy prawn toast and spicy black bean beef. If that doesn't get your taste buds going...